When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Amanda Dibert. You're listening to Pantheon Podcast Network. History in five songs. With host Martin Popoff. A production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin. Yes, indeed. Martin Popoff here back again for another episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcast. We are pleased as always to be part of this vast and always expanding Pantheon Podcast Network. We're available on Spotify, iTunes and over 40 other podcast platforms. All right. So this is episode 161. I'm calling this First A Guitar Solo. Um, this is an idea that has been incubating for a little while and I want to thank uh, Mick Phelan for a little... Uh, cool research on this and some good good examples the idea here is we're looking at songs that start with a guitar solo of one type or another and i've kind of broken it up into uh sort of categories uh, that i've done before and uh, and went and played a bunch of songs and reminded myself oh yeah that's a guitar solo pretty cool uh and we're going to talk about maybe the various reasons why you would start with a guitar solo so yes 161 first a guitar solo um so let's play our first selection right now and we shall discuss this is black sabbath with don't start too late Right, so uh, yeah, most most people don't remember that Black Sabbath has a song called Don't Start Too Late, with the too late in parentheses. Uh, so this is the song, um, about a minute long, uh, that uh, that opens up, uh, or that, that is named and comes before Symptom of the Universe on, you know, what I consider is the greatest Sabbath album of all time, Sabotage. Uh, what I love about this uh, song is, um, rather than, um, you know, I'm going to cite some examples here of of some of these guys playing like Spanish guitar style. Uh, what Tony does here is something completely ethereal and foreign and creepy, yet with Spanish guitar, it's kind of frantic. It It isn't really linked to any uh, sort of um, time signature feel. Uh, it's just a really, really super creative thing. And it almost stands as metaphor for how creative the Sabotage album is. I mean, I consider it the most creative Sabbath album. It's also very heavy and it's got Ozzy's, you know, great uh, vocal performance on it. Um, but I, I like the fact that uh, of all these times that Tony does this, I feel this is, uh, this is sort of the most creative. Now, the other time that we have one of these named guitar solos uh, with Sabbath is, uh, is Orchid. Uh, and also, you know, embryo. Embryo is not exactly um, well. It's not a guitar solo, but it but it's a named 
um, you know, short piece of music that leads into Children of the Grave. But Orchid is is a really cool one. And again, that that is him playing acoustic guitar, but it still sounds kind of ominous and creepy and funereal, I suppose. Um, you know, and they've also done this with FX, uh, which technically, I suppose, is is a little bit of a guitar solo. I think they were hitting hitting the strings with uh, with possibly drumsticks on that. I can't remember the exact story. It's in my Sabbath book, of, of course. But, but yeah, so other ones like this. So the category here is kind of these named guitar solos. Uh, Van Halen has Spanish Fly, uh, which is which is a pretty cool one, right? Um, that's on Van Halen too. Uh, they they actually sort of have a song called Little Guitars in parentheses intro. And when I say sort of, uh, if you look on the back cover of Diver Down, it's not there. Uh, but if you look at on the record, uh, it is there. And uh, this is probably my favorite one, even though it is, it's pretty rote Spanish guitar, but it's kind of a, a really cool, uh, cool version of it. And, uh, and I love the way that it leads into a song, you know, Senorita and all that. So it's kind of, it's kind of a Spanish Latin hard rock, heavy metal, poppy hard rock song. Little Guitars is my favorite song on, um, on Diver Down, and famously Eddie actually played it on a, on a little miniature guitar, which is kind of cool. Um, so yeah, they've they've got that named one as well there. Um, and then, uh, you know, not really, but still on the same album, but not really the same sort of thing is Intruder. So that's a named instrumental little piece. Uh, but definitely Cathedrals leading into Secrets. That's that you could say that's a, a named guitar solo or a, a guitar intro that fits this idea of first a guitar solo. Um, and then there's none really on balance, but 316 on For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. That's another named song, and that definitely, definitely is uh, this type of thing of a named guitar solo before a song. Um, New World leading into Without You, also on Van Halen 3, is kind of like that, and Primary leading into Ballot or the Bullet. I mean, I bet, I bet you, you forgot that Van Halen had songs called this, right? Triumph does this. Uh, you've got Fantasy Serenade and Finger Talking, and they're both Rick Emmett doing the whole Spanish guitar thing. So this Spanish guitar thing uh, was always a little bit of a shtick with these hard rock guys. They liked it, um, but it, it was a different sound, and what does it do for an album? So so in all of these cases, but I wanted to pick the very best one. I wanted to pick the, the best example of really creative version of this, and that's that's Don't Start Too Late. Um and famously, Tony Tony is always says, "Oh, I'm not much of an acoustic guitar guy, right?" Um, but what it does is it obviously creates that um, that version of of extreme light and extreme heaviness, extreme light and extreme shade, um, and it, it's just a neat setup for something like this. Um, but then, yeah, so so the extreme example really is the way. Don't start too late ends, and then you then it crunches into. A really ominous, evil, heavy, no nonsense uh, riff that starts "Symptom of the Universe." So I think that's a that's a really cool one, probably the best example we could have played here. Um, okay, let's move on to our next selection. Take a listen to this. This is Iron Maiden with "Another Life." <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay, so the idea here is a, is a category that's essentially the standard version of starting a song with a guitar solo. So, so rather than having a named, you know, solo guitar piece or even an unnamed solo guitar piece, this is the song kicks off and uh, and what you get is the guitarists flexing their muscles putting in basically a standard solo. Um, you know, quite interestingly, I noticed with a lot of these, and, and this is another episode I've been I've been thinking of doing, is, uh, is the idea of songs that start with a chorus. So I've been doing a bunch of research on that. But interestingly enough, when I went through a lot of these examples and I was checking with some of these bands, I noticed that uh, often if you start with a guitar solo, there will be some version of starting with the chorus as well. Um, but in this case, this is this is a very rote standard one. So this is the great Another Life. It's kind of a bit of an obscure track from Iron Maiden Killers, um, but that's really cool. Um, so basically, you get you know everything everything gets set up and then and then the guys guys go for it kind of thing. It's got kind of a neat echo effect in it. Of course, the guitarists here are Adrian Smith and Dave Murray, so it's a little different for Maiden. It's not it's not a straight twin lead or anything like that, but it's kind of like like a like an echoing thing or a, or a bit of a delay going on there. Uh, you know, I, I was I've I've kind of kept the the theme of this episode where I'm looking what uh, what. Uh, other songs by some of the same bands have been doing so I kind of you know focused on some bands so I noticed that uh, you know Van Halen in and out uh, plus the dream is over both from for unlawful carnal knowledge um, do the very standard idea again of, a, of an actual proper you know guitar solo and you know this brings up a point where you know within the likes of Van Halen or Black Sabbath um, you know, it's not that the lead uh, the lead singer is the leader of the band or the drummer or the bass player or somebody else or, or you know, the manager's telling them what to do or the label's telling them what to do. You, you know, in the case of Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen is very much the leader of the band. You know, Alex is going to agree with him. Mikey doesn't have a lot of say. David Lee Roth, frankly, doesn't have a lot of say. In most cases, these vocalists uh, come in after the fact and and they're recording their parts and, and they don't even know, they aren't even part of the process where where some guitarist might want to want to put in a solo. Now, why am I even saying this? Because, well, the point is, is that um, it, it is a bit of an anti-commercial thing to do. Uh, you want to get in, well, I mean, this episode that I might do, it's interesting to come in with the chorus, it's interesting to have a riff, and then the drums kick off and we get into the verse. So so the idea of having a guitar solo is a little bit of an academic exercise that possibly a manager or a label or a lead, or, or a lead singer might say, you know, that's kind of like uh, screwing up the, the, the potential hit status of this song. So... When you do hear that, it it does make me feel like, um, well, put it put it put it this way. In Iron Maiden's case, Steve Harris is the boss, um, so Steve might be, uh, but but not a lot of a boss over uh, over well over Paul Diano definitely, but not a lot of a, a boss over say Bruce Dickinson or or the guitarists for that matter. But uh, if you are the leader of the band and you allow this to happen, sometimes it's uh it's the idea of doing a favor for your guitarist or throwing them a bone or saying okay it's your time to shine uh you know uh, letting them participate maybe if you feel that they aren't getting to participate a lot and then you go interview these guys and they're and they're always going to say things like oh it was great you know i got i got to put in a solo right at the beginning of the song and all that kind of stuff right um other examples in this in this uh department uh van halen again spanked 
uh, has a bunch of the same kinds of things plus a standard so or, or a bunch of different guitar-y things plus a standard guitar solo. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I know Mick Phelan suggest, suggested this one. Merciful Fate, A Corpse Without a Soul is a great standard classic example of this. Metallica, No Remorse is kind of like this. So there's a little bit of a of an opening riff. We're going back to Kill Em All for this one. And then Kirk's in there doing a, a piercing, burbling, you know, somewhat noisy uh, version of a Tony Iommi um, guitar solo in there and then and then we settle down into into the riff and that again in fact we go back to halftime from from full speed um so that's in there uh slayer captor of sin does this it's kind of like the merciful one where you get where you get this pile of shredding immediately jaguar uh acts crazy um is a good one from the new wave of british heavy metal scorpions catch your train is kind of a neat one you know things kick off we get the cruise going and then and then we listen to you know the greatness that is uh, Uli John Roth uh, you know you can go back uh, in in a certain sense to um, you know the blues this comes from the blues I'm going to mention something that Mick says a little later probably just read it but um, Cream Strange Brew kind of goes back to the beginning of this so the song starts up and then Eric Clapton gets to do uh, do a few licks before we get in uh, Rat Dance uh, has this sort of idea a pretty iconic one I've got a whole category for iconic I probably should have thrown this in that one um, because it is an iconic one is uh, Iggy and the Stooges Search and Destroy from Raw Power 1973 CBS that one you know the song gets going you know there's a few karanging chords but then there's these these very you know famous loud memorable recorded high in the mix uh, licks you get in there from james williamson before iggy starts singing so that's one ted nugent i got a feeling ted nugent venom soup which has got the mellow intro plus the soloing over music um boston foreplay long time is kind of a funny one because foreplay is more like a prog tour de force and it's not uh what we're talking about here but then soon as long time starts it definitely starts with a guitar solo. It's kind of a boring, simple, you know, not very speedy one, uh, but it's memorable. It's iconic. Um, so that kicks off before you get into uh, into the vocal there. And Ted Nugent again is another example of uh, you know what does it do for a song? Well, for Ted Nugent, it's almost like I'm the boss of the band. I'm flexing my muscles. I can do this if I want. Uh, it, it's my name on the tin. I'm I'm a guitarist plus a lead singer. Um, you know, obviously he's got other lead singers that are doing even more of the heavy lifting on the lead singing but it is a guitar band um, so I can do this so it's almost like it's almost like you're hearing from Ted you know he he's speaking to us through the guitar uh, before he turns the mic over to the lead singer kind of thing which again in some cases uh, it is him as well all right, this episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff is sponsored by BetterHelp. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people 
who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And special offer to History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash five songs. That's betterhelp.com slash five songs. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. All right. Let's move on to our third selection here. Uh, here's another obscure song you probably thought you'd never hear anybody talk about again, and uh, or me, or or all of us, I suppose. Uh, this is Kiss with No, No, No. <laughs> Okay, so wow. So this is uh, this is from Crazy Nights. This is a uh, huge, uh, you know, the theme here is huge electric uh, 80s shredding, uh, almost like a, like a hair metal trope, like, a, like a, an instructional guitar trope. But really, it's a trope invented by Eddie Van Halen. So, so kind of what you're, what you're hearing here a little bit is, uh, is Bruce Kulick uh, being told, okay, Bruce, go off, do your thing, do this you know ungodly untuneful shredding solo show all the kiss fans out there that we have guys you know who are who uh you know have have the guns to compete with all those other shredders out there and we're not just the same old kiss um so you get this big shredding thing going on you get eddie van halen tapping you get the double bass drum so everything's kicking off and what of course does it sound like it sounds like van halen hot for teacher right um so yeah so that's an interesting one uh from from a band you don't really expect this kind of thing from um judas priest heavy metal kind of does the same thing you you get a big shred solo before things come up and that's that again is from an obscure uh you know heavy metal album from the late from the late 80s uh trying to stay relevant uh you know more back on a um more back on a combination heavy metal bluesy thing go back to rainbow long live uh, rock and roll 1977 the shed um, so that's one where you get a, a solo thing happening. And again, it's a different category. Again, here we're talking about um, solos that aren't named solos, and it's not solos over music, but, but you know, this kind of thing. You know, obviously, Richie Blackmore in a live situation, there's going to be a lot of a lot of guitar kicking off songs and stuff, so it's, it's kind of the same thing. Um, but yeah, this was the thing Mick Phelan ha- had written that I thought was kind of interesting. If you want to look at it historically, the modern rock guitarists were inspired by the 1960s greats. They were inspired by the black blues players. Peter Green's screaming lead opened Stop Messing Round in 68's channeling B.B. King. Let's not forget the influence of the Kinks. Dave Davies as guitar, God often overlooked. Waterloo Sunset opens with lead. It's more bombastic on cross down traffic. However, both uh, Hendrix and Davies are vital figures in the guitar style lead uh, lead heavy that would become heavy metal guitar it's sweet and tasteful at, um, on the start of all the young dudes yeah that's a good good example there's a super iconic one for you that I could have thrown into spoiler alert my iconic category that's coming up <laughs> but um, but yeah that one is uh, is pretty interesting um, because it's uh, it's just this simple iconic sing-songy lead that you almost sing as the most important part of the song so that's amazing when a lead guitar solo does that but they were smart enough you know Mott the Hoople this is the song given to them by David Bowie they were smart enough to stick that right at the beginning like that so that's kind of cool um 
let's see. Uh, then there's the almost orchestral opening lead at the start of Steve Vai's For the Love of God. They all come from the same place, the mud of the Mississippi Delta. So on that on that front, I wanted to check out some Zeppelin situations. Zeppelin actually doesn't do this very often, but I thought, uh, you know, part of this theme that, that Mick, uh, you know, so eloquently brings up is, is the likes of T for One on Presence, and you shook me. Uh, so, so when Zeppelin does a bluesy thing, um, you can count on Jimmy Page to be right in there like a dirty shirt doing, uh, dur- doing you know, those, those laid back bluesy leads uh, kind of thing. So yeah, so yeah, lots and lots and lots of blues songs, of course, kick off with this idea when the song, you know, slinks into view, there's the guitarist doing his thing because it's, it's almost a jazz thing they're doing at that point. It's, it's like, hey, here's your chance to blow. Here, here, go do a solo, right? Um, that kind of thing. All right, let's move on to our fourth selection. Take a listen to this. This is Rush with Between the Wheels. Okay, so I picked kind of an odd one here. This one doesn't really do a lot of what we're talking about, but I wanted to pick it because it does a tiny bit of a bunch of what we're talking about. So this is more of a, this category is a little bit more, uh, well, it's a catch-all category, but I had the idea of of um, not so much giving us a solo, but more of a, well, this is like the all, all the young dudes, giving us more of a lick. Um, or, you know, I've got some examples here that I'm going to talk about twin leads, but this isn't that. So this is more of a, more of Alex just putting in, you know, the music has started up and he puts in a little bit of a lick and then he kind of uh, extrapolates on that lick as well and turns it into more of a guitar solo lick. And again, it's almost like what he's also doing here at the same time and what you do get out of some of these, uh, you know, you know, quote unquote, first day guitar solo things is you get um, a suggestion of what the vocal melody is going to be as well. So I think you get that a little bit of out of Alex here. But again, you know, like a lot of these examples, it's uh, it's a little bit of a, of, a, of a wave hello from Alex before the song kicks in. And then we get down to business and then, then it's all about Neil's lyric and Getty's vocal. Um, so, it, so that's kind of cool that way. So uh, what else we got? Um, the Cult Firewoman is a little bit like this. After a build, you get a little bit of a lick. And again, it, it's, a, it's a strong lick that reminds that that is a little bit like the all the young dudes example where it is a memorable uh, sing-songy lick that gives you an extra melody that's a strong part of the melody of the song um thin lizzy uh so this is a situation thin lizzy often will the music will kick in and then you'll get a twin lead now is a twin lead a guitar solo uh I guess it depends how complicated it is, right? The more complicated ones, you could say, are guitar solos. Uh, but a few examples of where Thin Lizzy starts with this, you know, first to guitar solo concept is uh, Don't Believe a Word, Massacre. Those are both on Johnny the Fox. Do anything you want to. We Will Be Strong, uh, Sweetheart. Uh, and again, these licks are almost like a, um, not so much a Ted Nugent thing, um, in in terms of Ted Nugent waving hello, saying hi, I'm the boss of the band, but more like um, here's a hello and a and a Thin Lizzy trademark that we're celebrating, and we're going to give you that trademark right away. And it's memorable and sing-songy. It's not gratuitous shredding. Uh, it's just a new 
cool kind of melody to kick in uh, before we hear from the boss of the band, Phil, kind of thing. Um, UFO Doctor Doctor, you get a mellow intro and then and then you get a lick idea, right? Um, so so here you get um, the best of both worlds, or you get two things. So you get a bonus from Michael. You've you've got the mellow intro, which is an named mellow intro. Um, but then you get the lick that is a super famous part of the song. It's uh, and again, it's mirroring the vocal melody, so it's it's strengthening uh, the idea of the hook of the song. Uh, Ted Nugent, name your poison. I had written here because here you get the blues lick before the drumming thing uh, comes in. Take it or leave it. Uh, also, uh, that that same sort of idea. So so Ted does this a number of different ways. Um, Iron Maiden fits here as well in a whole different way from Another Life that we talked about, but Trooper, Aces High, Die With Your Boots On uh, have have all of that same thing that Thin Lizzy does. Is they, they say, hey, we're going to give you uh, some guitar, quote-unquote, soloing because it is one of the cool trademarks that we've discovered with this band. Um, Girl, Girl Gone Bad um, from Van Halen 1984 is a kind of interesting one because it has... Um, not so much Eddie doing uh, a lot of soloing, but it sounds like a series of Eddie doing a lot of licks. So, so you got him kind of firing off all these cool things before the song starts up, and and the music completely shifts. It does kind of a one eighty when the vocal comes in, and it almost feels like it like a different song. Okay, let's move on to our last example here. Take a listen to this. This is Scorpions with the Sails of Sharon. Okay, so this category I wanted to pick as some of the most iconic ones or the first ones you think of or the or the or the coolest ones, the most creative in some cases, but these are yeah, more or less the most memorable versions of first day guitar solo uh, in our in our hard rock classic rock sort of uh, frame of mind granted right um, so yeah, this is the great Uli John Roth, so first you get him doing kind of uh what would you call that? You'd, you'd almost call that a spontaneous or instantaneous riff, but it's not even, it's, it's not even a riff that's, that's part of the song. So he does that. So that's almost like a guitar solo with power chords. And then it breaks into the music. And so we hear, okay, so now we're hearing the riff. And then he goes into this amazing, amazing guitar solo, this, this elongated, extended guitar solo. And what does it do for the song in this case? And here it's it's sort of announcing that we're giving you a masterpiece. We're giving you our epic. Um, we're building up to, uh, you know, and in this case, we're building up to another truly impressive set of power chords and a whole new musical structure when when you know Klaus sashays out onto the stage and starts singing sort of thing so so this is like the big build up to uh to the greatness that is the verse and it's uh, it's just these movements of music it's kind of a classical thing we've got going on here so that's a super iconic one uh scorpions also does this as well with no one like you that's an incredible incredible iconic solo so so singable and hooky and again uh kind of like underscoring um the uh, or emphasizing the uh, you know what's going to come with um 
and not so much the vocal melody but but it's almost like uh proposing a different vocal melody but again it's just a really really cool way to start off a song uh, heart magic man is a nice one this way as well as an iconic one that people people remember uh it's it's over and done with in 10 seconds but if you listen closely when man magic man kicks off the first thing you hear is that feedbacking high guitar so so it actually kicks off with that for just a brief millisecond and then you get this really memorable solo uh before you know we go into the vocal the the ann wilson vocal on here um now now the most iconic one of these at all at, of all is a named one and that is Eruption leading into You Really Got Me on the first Van Halen album. Um, so Van Halen, right out of the gates, you know, we're, we're on to the second song of the album is essentially a named guitar solo. I mean, it's pretty rare that people would do this, right? Obviously, it's been done. Sabbath's done it, like I say. Um, so it, it has been done in the past, of course. But... Um, but this is this is uh, this is like the kiss no 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 uh, example. So I could have put it there. So this is a full on you know shred pyrotechnic display uh, that leads into you really got me. And it's it's a bit of a, a a clunky transition or unnecessary transition. But it 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 actually does sound a lot like uh, you know the the Black Sabbath transition. And but it's it's so it's it's um it's so cool put together. It's so impressive as a guitar solo that, that the radio programmers would actually play it, which is quite bizarre because it's a very academic exercise. But you do get tapping, of course, which is a which is was a new thing uh, in uh, to that extent. And, and being that musical, it was usually a brief thing with, you know, the whole history tab. We've got a whole episode on that. Right. But that that is one thing that that kind of like opened the door to radio programmers playing this. It's actually really kind of interesting to all people and not just guitarists, as was the shred. It was an incredible shred. So you've got that and it leads into, uh, you know, the cover of the kink song. And so programmers would play that at the same time. Rush has some pretty iconic ones. The, uh, the medieval sort of Renaissance music intro to A Farewell to Kings, which they also do again for The Trees, kind of the same thing. La Vila Strangiato starts out kind of the same thing as well. Uh, another one that I think is quite iconic is uh, is Kiss Rock Bottom. People remember that, which reminds me of Black Sabbath Orchid. It's just this straight, no-nonsense, but still kind of creepy, um, you know, pure pure acoustic intro, no singing, and then we get this very heavy kiss song for this for the time off of Dress to Kill. So that's a cool one. I think I think Iron Maiden's murderers uh murder in the in murders in the murders is it plural in the Rue Morgue um is kind of iconic as well because you get the mellow intro and then you kind of go almost into a uh, proto power ballad uh you know passage where you get a very simple kind of scorpions no one no one like you all the young dudes you know not very not not rapid in too many notes cool guitar solo in there uh, before the song kicks off so there it's giving you that whole idea of uh, of the epicness again um so there you go there's a whole bunch of examples different kinds of examples and what they do for you this idea of first a guitar solo um if you liked this episode and want to support future episodes, I've got the Kofi thing going, of course, uh, Kofi.com slash Martin Popoff. That's where you can hit that red button and PayPal sends me three bucks. Uh, service fees are kind of high on it, but uh, whatever. Um, uh, anyways, uh, it's it's really cool to see those come in uh, every week. And then I have this nice list of people to uh, to thank and it makes it feel like a, like a real job. Um, but uh but yeah, it's a simple PayPal process over there and you, you hit the button and it's three bucks. Um, 
And uh, yeah, on that front this week, I would like to thank Joe Becht, Bruce Campbell, uh, David Fisher, Jeremy French, Ryan Gavalier, Carl Isaacson, Fran Lorkovich, Melissa Nee, John Olson, Augustin Garcia de Paredes, Steve Polari, Michael Pond, Stephen Samchuk, Fernando Samayo, and John Stuckey. Um, so there you go. Thanks, uh, thanks very much again for supporting this through Kofi. Um, I did get the latest batch of the the twenty seven new portraits that I've been doing these drawings, these pencil crayon on uh, on black cards. So I had the original twenty three. Now I have twenty seven. So I have fifty different ones to choose from. There, you can see what all of those look uh, like at my gallery at artpal.com. I think it's slash pop off or whatever. Just put my name in the search engine. And of course, uh, yeah, it's been kind of quiet on the book front, but there'll be more books coming down the, down the pipes. But yeah, martinpopoff.com for all the books. Uh, so there you go. Um, yeah, please uh, come on by the uh, the Facebook page and let me know some of your favorite, uh, maybe break them into categories for me too, but or maybe just pick the huge, huge, massive, awesome, iconic uh, ones of these songs that start with a guitar solo in some sense. And uh, let me know what I've uh, missed out on there. So uh, thanks again. Talk to you next time. Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at the RNRAP. We are on Instagram at RNR Archaeology. Tweet us at RNR Archaeology. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.